Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mike Velarde Show. I'm excited to welcome the program, Mike Velarde. Mike, I think it's almost over, right? January 6th, it's over. That's when it's over. You know what? This dual set of electors that were sent, we cannot allow them to steal this election. And that's what it would be, theft. Now, here's, here's a breaking news. I don't know if you heard this or not yet, but there was a woman, a poll worker in Georgia. She... She um, filmed herself putting ballots through the machine four times each, bragging oh, about how she was helping Joe Biden. Wow. She, she put it on Instagram. Well, she got arrested. Okay. I mean, very foolish, obvious, when you commit a crime and you post it online because it's out there forever at that point in time. And now that she's arrested, she wants to give up Stacey Abrams and the Democratic machine and what they did and how they did it. So what could this do if, again, the Supreme Court turned this down? And I know you're frustrated by the Supreme Court turning down the case. Well, listen, I had heard, I was, I was up in uh, Tampa, and I, somebody that knows somebody who was actually a clerk at the Supreme Court, they heard John Roberts absolutely would not let them take this case. Um, he was yelling and screaming about blood in the streets, et cetera, et cetera. They were not going to hear this case. Um, Roberts... I personally think, I, from what I've heard and what I understand, has been compromised, which is why he votes with the liberals uh, more often than not uh, these days. And that's the obstacle is Roberts. Wow. And so all the different things that happened, but let's just say the Electoral College does this. That they bring, yeah. Explain how that works. All right, so here's what will happen. Mike Pence is the president of the Senate, okay? When he opens up those electors, he's going to see from five states, two sets of electors, one for Trump, one for Biden, okay? He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna choose which ones he's going to certify. And in cases like Georgia, where I think the fraud is rampant, he might just go to certify the Republican electors and, and give the votes to Trump. Now, or he can, because of fraud, say, hey, we can accept these because we know that there was substantial fraud and these don't represent an honest vote. And in that case, it goes to the Congress and the Congress is gonna select the president of the United States. And here's how that works. Doesn't work like people think. Just because Nancy Pelosi is, is in charge of Congress and the Dems have more people in Congress, that's not how it works. The state legislators pick one congressman from their state to represent them. Each state only gets one vote. So the, the Democrats are going to pick Democratic legislators, you know, Democratic congressmen. Republicans are going to pick Republicans. There's 26 states that have Republican legislators. That means that the vote will be 26-24, Donald Trump is your president. <laughs> okay. All right. So, but what is the chances of this happening? I think they're very high. I think it's become so blatant that not only have dead people voted, not all, I mean, here's, here's the statistical breakdown. Donald Trump received 10 million more votes than he did in 2016. He won 47 more counties than he did in 2016. He picked up a larger percentage of both the Hispanic vote 
and the black vote. Now, the only places he lost were, and he lost big time, and this is what swung the election, of course, Philadelphia, where they wouldn't let the poll workers in, where they stopped the election when Donald Trump was up 700,000 votes on election night. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Detroit, Michigan. Atlanta, Georgia. So these cities gave Biden such a huge amount of votes that it put him over the top, even though the rest of the state went to Donald Trump. Wow. And it took days and days to count those ballots to get him in to make sure that Donald Trump would lose this election. See, Mike, and that's just amazing to look at, you know, to, to, to this happening. And so if it happens and Trump becomes president, there's going to be rioting in the streets. Of course there is. But you know what? That rioting can be put down very quickly. When I was a federal agent, we had arrest somebody. We'd send out four agents. What happens? Overwhelming force. We never had any problems. What percent do you think this is happening? I mean, what are you hearing from the ground? You've been surprised by everything so far. And Biden continues to lose uh, credibility every day. We'll talk about that in a second. But what, what do you think? that? So you think there's a good shot, but why aren't people saying there's a good shot? Because they don't know how it works. They don't understand the 12th Amendment. And they don't understand how the presidents are actually elected. All right, so that's going to be interesting to see January 6th. I think everyone will be tuning in. It'll be must-see TV. Do you think that some of the things up the sleeve, do you think finally the media will cover it before January 6th, considering there's a chance that Biden will not get certified? Well, I think the other thing is what we're finding out is, you know, the military will not give Biden any secrets because they know he's, he's, he's bought and sold for by China. They have direct evidence with him receiving money from China. Direct evidence. So they got, they, got, they got emails from Hunter Biden asking for a $10 million payment. That's why Obama never pushed him to run after, instead of Hillary. Yeah. Because he knew he was compromised. Yep, exactly right. Was Obama compromised when he was president? Well, what Obama did was actually pretty smart. He, he put in these federal agencies, he put his own people. And... From what I understand, I just heard a video on it there were, that there was a bribe that was given to Hillary Clinton and Obama is basically controlling the FBI through the people he has in place. And that's still happening. That's why the FBI never did anything. That's why under Christopher Wray, there's been, there's been no action. There's too many corrupt actors in the, in the highest levels of the FBI that have to be rooted out. Okay, so they actually had Hillary taken a bribe of $10 million from Turkey. But they thought she was going to be president. And they were going to use that as leverage, as long as she kept Obamacare and basically did kind of what Obama wanted. She would, no problems. Of course, she never got elected. Trump did. So when Trump got elected, they went at, the deep state went after him lock, stock, and barrel, everything, Comey, McCade, the highest level of the FBA. You saw what they did to this man. 
the Mueller report. And there, there are still many compromised people in the Bureau that needs to be cleaned out. Definitely. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. So let's go to this Hunter Biden thing. This is crazy, right? If this would have came out again at the election, Trump wins already, right? Because yeah. he would have carried enough people coming to different states like Wisconsin stuff. And that would have the other states that he didn't win based on fraud and cheating. People would not have voted for Biden. They found all this stuff out. That's correct. And look, <clears throat> if you remember election night, <clears throat> Trump had a big lead, big, huge lead in Pennsylvania. I mean, they don't they don't want they don't want to get rid of fracking in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> big lead in Wisconsin, leads in Georgia. Every 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 single state that they said went to Biden, Trump was winning it on election night. And the only reason he didn't win was due to the fact of the fraud. And it's interesting that they're starting to bring out some of the fraud, even the mainstream media, but they just say it's always happened. So it's too late, too bad, so sad type of thing. Well, no, you, you can't allow a country to put in a communist, and that's what you're going to, you, what you really put in, you're going to put in a communist regime. Because Biden's going to last four months, three months till Kamala is president? Yeah, well, Biden's already announced a carbon tax of 40 cents a gallon on each gallon of gasoline. He's already committed to, to getting in the, the Paris uh, Climate Accords, which is going to cost a, a trillion dollars of taxpayer money for no reason at all. He, he's going to, because of the money he's already received from China, go back to the way it was <clears throat> where we were outsourcing our jobs to China and importing everything and making them wealthy. The reason they hated Trump so much is because Trump was, was, was making them pay their fair share. Exactly, because there was lots of expats out right. there that stopped. Did that stop during the Trump regime? Yeah, Trump, Trump hit them with tariffs. I mean, we started bringing in more money from China because of the tariffs. They're, 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 they're hurting right now. They had one of their worst years ever. They can't wait for Joe Biden to get in there. But Joe Biden won't get in there. Because Joe Biden never won this election, Neil. He didn't even come close to winning this election. So your prediction is in this country. Yeah, that's right. It would have it would have broke loose in, no, in November had Trump won again. And and of course, you know the the Supreme Court people like Roberts are are trying to make it sound like if they even hear this case that you know every city is going to be lit on fire. The problem with that is very simple. Here's how you deal with it. You deal with it with overwhelming force. You don't <clears throat> let what happened in Seattle happen anywhere else. You send in the National Guard, you arrest everybody, and you hold them. Exactly. And you charge them <clears throat> with rioting and looting, and they're in jail for a minute with three or four years. I mean, you lock them up, put them away. <clears throat> or in states like Florida, where the governor says, hey, we're passing a law. If you see somebody looting your store, you can shoot them on site. Do you think they'll be coming to Florida? No, they'll be going to New York City where they defunded the police and the police don't have overtime up there. And they lost 10% they lost of their police force. Okay, and they're gonna lose another 10% over the next few months. Right. Okay, that's where they're gonna go. 
All right. So those are those are those situations. Now, the vaccine, hearing yeah. horrible things on the vaccine, it really isn't going to protect you. It's really just a way that you can. It's more of a prophylactic than a vaccine because it's yeah. gonna, you could still spread it to other people. What's going to happen with this whole COVID-19 thing in 2021? Are we going to go back well, to normal or what? I, I think the vaccine is just a way to, my understanding from the vaccine is it changes your DNA. It's kind of a precursor to the mark of the beast. You know, everybody has to have it. Um, and if Biden gets in, it's going to be mandatory, which will be criminal, of course. Take but away. Can, he can't get away with it if Georgia, if we win Georgia, if uh, the Republicans win Georgia. Yeah, that's and that's the other thing. If if the, what they're trying to do, remember I told you about that poll worker who's looking yeah. at her, who got arrested. They're they're looking to give her immunity, and if they can if they can get her testimony and they can put together a case on Stacey Abrams over the next couple of weeks and arrest her, that will stop the fraud in Georgia. And because War, Warnock is a, he is a a hardcore communist. That guy, he's he is. No, he's a hardcore Marxist. He would be so destructive to have in the Senate that we cannot allow that to happen. Right. So, but let's just say the Republicans gain control of the Senate still. Well, what they have, they, right. Right now they have control. Can they, can Biden make it mandatory, do national mandates to force people to shut down the whole country? Can he well, do that? Do an executive order, but I don't think it's, it's not going to have the weight of law. See, I, I don't, I don't, I still don't see Biden winning this. You okay, so so we'll talk about this uh, in a couple of weeks, you know, because we have one more show to go, probably either on Monday or Tuesday next week to finish up the year until the, the till Christmas, and then the week after again to have an early show again to continue yeah. to have the Mike Velarde show on. But the point I'm going to make in all this is, if we're looking at day, deadlines and dates, if we're sitting here and pre, President Biden in late January or after January 6th, if it's certified, it's over. There's no way unless Trump decides to pull a coup to take a, is that another option? Let's just go down a, a rabbit trail that could the, to get the military to pull a coup to stop it. If Trump does not. Okay. Neil, you got it 100% backwards. It's Biden. That's trying to pull the coup. He did not win this election. Correct. They, well, so, so what he, could Trump can he's in office. Yeah, he's could Trump, trying, he, could he, he stop it even if there's no certification and stay in power and not let Biden go in? Yeah, what'll what'll happen is Congress will choose the president and they will choose Trump. What so if they don't do that? What if they don't do that? I'm going to the last point. Well that's will really, Trump step down. No, that's not how it works. How it works is Mike Pence, if he doesn't certify it. And he says, Georgia, we can't certify. Michigan, we can't going to do that. Are you I believe he will. Yes, I do believe he will. There's enough evidence for him to do that. And then it goes to Congress. Then Congress has to vote. And when Congress votes, they're going to vote based on the state legislators. 26 states. So why did Mitch McConnell already say, forget it? Let, okay. stop. You know who Mitch McConnell's wife is? Her name is Chow. She's Chinese. She owns a shipping company that has the largest contract with mainland China. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. That just answered your question. It, it definitely did. Okay. So last thing, we are in a chaotic country now. 
2020 is almost over, but people need to buy your book. The time this is coming is available yes, now. Coming. Absolutely. And let me show you this. I want to hold this up. I don't know if you can zoom in on it or not. I won't be able to. I wish we had that ability to tell Zoom. Okay. But basically they want to make my, 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 my book into a movie. Great. Um, and yeah, Filmways Pictures, LTD is a UK company. And I got to call them actually when I get off the phone with you. Um, and um, I might sell, I might sell the rights to it. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm actually exploring putting together a movie script. I just spoke to my friend, Billy McNamara, who's a, who's a, you know, pretty big Hollywood star. Uh, he was, he, he was in the movie, he starred in the movie Chasers. He was in the movie, um, <clears throat> Copycat with Sigourney Weaver years ago. He's done, Billy's done a lot of stuff. Um, and we are good friends and, um, so he's going to hook me up with a screenwriter, and I think I'm going to move to um, to basically write a, a movie script. Awesome! So a lot of new steps. Uh, the now with the movie maker and everything, and then also winningtaxsolutions.com. Everyone's going to need that, especially if Trump doesn't win. There's right, a exactly. lot of people owing taxes. How do they expect people to pay back all those Social Security money that they got? they gave people how do they expect people to live paycheck to paycheck to go back and pay all that when the taxes come out well there's there's going to be irs is actually hiring more people they're doing a, a a wave of hiring so there will be more enforcement um i mean it's going to be a very tough year for the government because in all honesty nobody's making money nobody's making money in california will there be a stimulus will there be a stimulus this year yeah, yeah there's going to be a stimulus when yeah. is that getting passed yeah, it's going to be getting passed in the next week. What is it? Is it per person? Yeah, it's per yeah. person. It's, it, it's another 1200 I heard it's 600 only. It's supposed to go up to 12 1200 okay. Same deals before. Yeah. Well, you need to do that. Here's the reason why. Everyone's lost out in certain ways, but also people have suffered by staying at home where yeah. you spend more money when you stay at home because you spend on online shopping and you ultimately uh, don't really have a routine so you eat too much. So you spend too much on food and you also spend money on things that are unnecessary and you miss out many fun things that you used to be able to do. You should at least have the government pay you for the screw ups. Oh yeah. The suicide rate doubled for children. Cause yeah, they, they, and that's medical. So every coronavirus test at least is going to cost you even with healthcare $70. So just think of all the out of pocket money because of this virus has cost people. We need to get paid. So that's the bottom line. It's amazing Canada paying them every month. But who knows Biden's thing? He'll pay everyone to stay home and not work at all. And we'll yeah. see if that happens. And I'll outsource all my work outside of the country. And that's it. Bye-bye. People want to stay home and not get paid. They'll get depressed and we'll become Europe. You know what I mean? And you got to have the mindset as entrepreneur mindset, but less and less entrepreneurs if it becomes socialistic where we're just going to pay you to stay home because we're afraid you're going to die. Which is crazy. Well, 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 right. And the and and you know the other thing is I think when Trump wins again, and I firmly believe he will. Okay, so see, Mike, I'm gonna hold us. We've been watching this each week. We're kind of having a story on Mike Velarde's page and also VIP Internet Radio, but also right. on syndication and radio. You think this is gonna still happen? Yeah, I do. I do because if it listen, if it doesn't happen, if Biden is the president, we've lost the nation. Okay. That's right. the price. We lose the country. We become a communist country. Agreed. And it's over. Okay. So 
Mike Velarde books.com for time. Mike Time is coming. And also time is coming the final chapter. And lastly, winningtaxsolutions.com. Thanks, Mike. Right, Next week, another great show. Take care. All, All right. right. That was Mike Velarde's show. Take care. Thank you, Neil. Neil Haley here. Lensec has been a sponsor of the Neil Haley Show and Total Media Network for around a year and a half. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Lensec. Lensec has been a pioneer in IP security videos since 1998. The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K through 12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software, Perspective VMS. Lensec's enterprise-level video management software, Perspective VMS, is a browser-based software that streams and captures IP security camera video. The latest version of PVMS uses HTML5 interactive features in a thin client application that is designed to provide real-time situational awareness. Access control and other advanced features are integrated into a unified security platform, creating an ability to track behavior and movement while monitoring the live or recorded video. For more information, please visit lensec.com. And now back to the show. Andrew Shackin show time. I'm sorry, it's Neil Haley's show. I always used to saying that, Andrew. My it's show. Okay, Neil. But no hey, you know, it's fun. It's a new year, first new year uh, interview. And uh, happy new year to you, Andrew. And what's our topic today as you come on my show? Okay, this is the topic. The issue is going to be who gets the prize, or rather, what's going on with the Nobel Peace Prize Committee. And I'm going to get into this in a minute. Can I, can I go on? Yes, go ahead. Right, let me tell you, as you well know, and I have, believe me, I have the greatest respect for Barack Obama. Uh, he was president. He did his work, whatever he did. But he got the Nobel Peace Prize about two weeks into his presidency. So I would like to know who gets the prize and why Why do they get it? Yeah. Uh, what what defines example, what, what, what defines um, a peace prize? Right. Yeah, what's to find it? Now, Obama got it, and so did Al Gore. And I'm not in a position, I'm on the ground floor, ladies and gentlemen, as a human being, and I'm not at the level of getting prizes like that. But I question what's going on here. The worthiness, do you think that being a prominent political figure holding office makes you worthy of this prize? I'm asking you. It depends if, you're, if you maintain peace in certain places. Uh, didn't 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 uh, President Trump? He brokered a peace uh, agreement with Morocco and with the United Emirates. He didn't get any prize. Uh, he, so what did Barack Obama do to get this prize? I don't know what he made peace. I guess by not. Well, I'd like to know. Come on, you should know. I mean, uh, no. he got it. He got it, didn't he? He did get it. Why did he get it? I have no idea how he got it. Do you believe that? Uh, that a person, because they hold a particular position, makes them worthy of anything in particular? Well, it's probably because, it's probably Andrew because he was a war hawk. He wasn't a war hawk. He didn't believe in war. He was not a big war hawk like people consider Trump. So based on, uh, you Trump know. Trump kept us out of a land war in Syria 
Carter got he the Bush got us into Iraq, where a whole lot of people got killed, Iraqi and Americans, probably for money and oil. So uh, Trump did not end it, launch us into a land war in Syria. He did not take American lives and put them in the ground. So he made the correct decision. He, in Vietnam, Johnson, as you well know, brought us into a, a disastrous killing war of killing. How many Vietnamese people were killed in that war? A ton. Um, you're right. But a so, ton. He didn't get a, uh, quite did, a few. Did he get a Nobel Peace reason, Prize? Do you believe it was an? Do you believe in that anti-communist hysteria? No, that was, it was not the right war to get into. So, but yeah, it wasn't. It was a mistake, wasn't it? Absolutely. So it was a mistake, but a lot of people got killed, right? Right, exactly. What about Iraq? A lot of people got killed. There. That was for oil. Yes, not worth. So it. So what's going on? Maybe it's all about money and, and, and money, essentially. These wars, huh? Yeah, but why? So you're, did Bush get a Nobel Peace Prize when he was president? Who? President Bush. Uh, Bush, no, but he, he didn't get it. But uh, Gore got it, and uh, Barack Obama. Maybe, uh, with all due respect, the Nobel Prize Committee doesn't give it to conservative Republicans, but rather rewards our wonderful left-wing brothers and sisters. Maybe. I have nothing against them. They got a prize. I'm happy for them. But let me give you an example of why I think the Nobel Prize is all mixed up. Okay. And the New York Times, about a couple of years ago, 10 Christians, as you know, Christians are not very popular in the left-wing media. I don't think they are, particularly. Anyway, no. Agree. Uh, I, I have not really heard of a Christian broadcaster uh, speaking about his faith. Uh, have you? No. Or a Catholic? No. No. They don't make it in the media, do they? No, not at all. So uh, the New York Times said there was 10 Christians who went to Afghanistan to provide free medical care to people in poverty. As you know, in those areas of the world, whether Iraq, whether Iran, whether Afghanistan, these and Pakistan, the poverty is horrible. Correct? Correct, absolutely. So uh, the secular press didn't give much about these people. They didn't have much to say. They went to Afghanistan as a Christian mission and concerned for poverty and the poverty-stricken people in the world, and they were uh, murdered. Uh, so, um, and no mention was made. Why didn't they get any prize? They got no prize. They brought eyeglasses, they brought medical care, and they were killed. Why didn't they get a prize? Agree. Agree. You know, so do, do politicians deserve the prize and people who give up their, their lives on a religious basis to bring bring down poverty in other parts of the world, they don't get any prize. Not at all. So they give up their lives, and they gained, they were not recognized, they gained no prize, and the world, as usual, paid no attention to them. Uh, what's going on here? Why, why should Obama and Gore get any kind of a prize? They haven't done anything for peace. They got a, they got a, a fantastic job, which they got elected to. I'm very happy for them. But uh, they didn't do anything that these people did to give up their lives for other people to help them. They didn't do that. Much to say about people like these sort of humble Christian people. They may be humble, they may not be. They gave up their lives and uh, to help people in poverty in Afghanistan. It conferred upon them no prizes, yet it gives Obama and Gore a prize. Uh, do they deserve it? You have to make the decision if they deserve it or don't deserve it. Well, uh, 
but why don't these other people who don't occupy power positions, why don't they get any prize? Because I just, I mean, it's Andrew, we, we guess have to look at in more ways why people get the Nobel Peace Prize. We're looking at the Nobel Peace Prize involving uh, medicine and COVID-19, and that's another conversation that was on one of my other shows as well. Who okay. chooses this? Well, I know you're a Catholic, and I know you know the right. Catholic Church runs medical missions, school missions, and all kinds of all kinds of charitable enterprises all over the world, right? Correct. They do char- Catholic charities are a big, big, big enterprise. Correct? Yes. They're worldwide, aren't they? Th- yeah, they are. Catholic Church goes all over the world giving Absolutely. free medical uh, care. Absolutely. So, 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 all has, over the world, right? Has Pope Francis got the Nobel Prize yet? I don't think so, but the Catholic Church doesn't get any prize, do they? No. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're largely ignored. As a matter of fact, Christians are persecuted. Yet they, the, the mission of the Catholic Church, the charitable mission of the Catholic Church, to me, is fantastic. They, for many hundreds of years, have gone into the most poverty-stricken areas in the world to give medical help, to give schooling, correct? Yes, correct. They have. Let's take a look for a minute at who I think should get the prize, the Salvation Army. Now, a lot of people don't think about the Salvation Army, but they do go into the most deprived areas in the cities in the world and give help to the poorest of poor people. They've been doing this for hundreds of years. They get no prize. The secular press and the left wing says nothing about these people, the Salvation Army, and what they do for humanity. I have passed Salvation Army posts in Manhattan, and I see what they're doing. They're in the most deprived, poverty-stricken sections of the cities of this country and in the ghettos, giving as much help as they can. Do they get a prize? No. Why not? I don't know. Well, do you think that uh, some politician deserves any kind of prize as opposed to these people? No, I, you again. But how do you define who wins this? Is it power, prestige? That gets well, it. You really, you're really saying that who wins it is a matter of power. Correct. That seems to be, doesn't it? Seems complete. If you don't have power, you don't get anything. Exactly, Andrew. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Catholic Church doesn't have much enough power to get any. Uh, no, get because anything, because it? it's not secular. It has to be secular in nature. Right. So, uh, all I can say is that uh, I know the Salvation Army goes into the slums and the cities all over the United States and the world, giving medical help, giving food, whatever it can give. These people who these Christian people. And I'm not saying Christians have any more charitable uh, commitment than anybody else. They may not. But these people are in their graves in Afghanistan, and the secular press had nothing to say. The Nobel Prize people had nothing to say. They have nothing. The, the secular press, the Nobel Prize has nothing to say about these people. So I'd like to know what's going on, that only politicians get prizes. And people who give, and the Catholic Church. Who and the, who who sends missions all over the world, medical missions, school missions, etc. Why don't they get anything? I'd like to know. Please, ladies and gentlemen, give me an answer. Who should get the prize? I want to know who should get the prize. All right, so politician or the Catholic Church and the Salvation Army. So, give me an answer. So Shackenshow.com, check it out. He, his Twitter's there. All that stuff and 
stuff and check him out. And I appreciate you coming on, Andrew. Great point to look at the new year. Who gets the Nobel Peace Prize? And there you go. There's your take, Andrew. Okay. Take care. All I'm saying is, do uh, you have to be have political power to get it? It seems that way. It seems like that completely. Thanks again for calling, Andrew. Bye-bye. You're listening to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Celebrity Slots. Free spin. Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download. Free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets, celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download Celebrity Slots today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of Freedom from Addiction, Truth Just Below the Surface, and also the Neil Haley Show. And I'm excited to welcome the program, Reverend Wynn Henderson. Wynn, how are you? Happy New Year, and... Wow. We have a really interesting topic today and you constantly are finding information, truth just below the surface. Right, Neil. And we're going to be talking with uh, our resident uh, frontline COVID physician and medical uh, researcher, Dr. Caxton O'Pair. And he's had a number of programs with us previously. And I would suggest that you'll want to go back and listen to all of them because he's got great information. Today, uh, Caxton O'Pair is going to uh, tell us about a novel drug, that being ivermectin for a novel virus, meaning SARS-CoV-2. Caxton, it's nice to have you on the program again today. Thanks, Dr. Anderson. Thanks, Neil. We're uh, going to uh, start off with uh, a couple of uh, questions before we get into ivermectin specifically. And I would like to know, what is the current standard of care with respect to pharmacological intervention in COVID-19 illnesses today? All right. So there's uh, an approach to manage symptoms at least as far as the NIH is concerned, which is supposed to be the authority. They recommend remdesivir, um, which is an antiviral, which really has been ineffective. It adds about a day of life to those who are gonna die, which makes no sense. And remdesivir is out there. The WHO has actually removed it from the list of drugs that they prefer that people use and a lot of people might hear about that. Remdesivir is really out of stock for the WHO, but it's still used in the, by the NIH guidelines as of uh, four or five days ago. The other drug is dexamethasone. These are all generic things, nothing specific. Dexamethasone, which is also called decadron, is a very potent, it's the most potent steroid. So that again draws us to the inflammatory process in um, COVID-19. Now, besides uh, this two that I mentioned, we have other things like nutrients, supplements, vitamin C, a high level antioxidant. Um, that's given in different doses. Some people give a gram, two, two grams, and it's taken daily. There's zinc. 
And uh, there is an antibiotic called azithromycin, which is used in combination with hydroxychloroquine. And on previous shows, we talked about hydroxychloroquine, its efficacy and how they deceived the American people that it doesn't work when in fact, number one, hydroxychloroquine does work. It's extremely effective, but like everything else, you've got to give an effective drug at the right time, not when the time has lapsed for its effectiveness being maximized and which was what the FDA and the NIH did. So hydroxychloroquine is still right there with a combination of zinc, vitamin C, thiamine, vitamin D, and melatonin in some instances. Uh, these are things that are used, but to come more specific to a person who has early exposure, early treatment, and somebody who wants to prevent themselves from getting COVID-19, the NIH as of December said, there is no recommendation for anything to be used for pre-exposure, for post-exposure to COVID or for early treatment. That is the most horrible lie that they can tell. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, Dr. Caxton, because once yes. what they do is tell you, hey, you have COVID, go home, stay inside, and there's no, what, then just sit there and wait till it gets worse or you get better. There's no, and that doesn't happen with the flu at all, does it, Dr. Caxton? No, it doesn't. You see, with this treatments, it seems to me when you compare, I like the contrast with flu, right? So with the flu, there's opportunity to get a vaccination, but there are also opportunities to get other drugs. Amantadine in the past, Tamiflu and a few others. But you notice, we know that Tamiflu has its role in flu. We also know that vaccination has its role in flu. One doesn't compete with the other. You cannot see the manufacturers of the flu vaccine fighting or publishing stuff to show that Tamiflu is not working or it's dangerous or it's deadly. You don't see that kind of stuff. But with COVID-19, you'll see the people that wanted to make a vaccine seemingly gathered together to attack hydroxychloroquine, to attack or ignore totally ivermectin. And so ivermectin is an extremely useful drug. So is hydroxychloroquine, both extremely useful drugs. And you never hear anybody talk about them at all. And so these are anti-inflammatory agents. One is for parasites, worms, lice, ticks. That's ivermectin. And hydroxychloroquine is used for lupus. It's used for rheumatoid arthritis. It's used in a host of other cancers as what's called an adjuvant chemotherapy. By giving hydroxychloroquine in those cancers, it actually reduces the amount of chemo that you need to give to a patient, which means if a person is supposed to lose all their teeth, all their hair, if you give them hydroxychloroquine, the amount of chemo you need to give will be so low, you may not have the horrible side effects from chemotherapy that we often get. So that's a brief summary of um, the treatments. So there are treatments, but the NIH and the CDC said, don't treat anything except in a clinical trial. The question is how many doctors in the United States are in clinical trials and how many doctors in the United States signed up 
with a stethoscope, put their lives on the line just so they can engage in clinical trials. Very few, probably less than 1% of the doctors in America signed up to be doctors because of clinical trials. So what happens with 99% of doctors? They are told, don't prescribe hydroxychloroquine, don't prescribe ivermectin, which is really one of- So uh, Dr. O'Pair, with respect to ivermectin, tell us about its uh, safety record, tell us about its efficiency with respect to uh, treating the SARS-CoVID V2, and and then tell us about, are there any studies to support it as far as a treatment uh, agent? Sure. So in April, there's a journal article, antiviral uh, journal, that looked at ivermectin in COVID, and they found that that there's a 5,000-fold drop in the level of virus concentration when they added ivermectin to some cells that were already infected with COVID-19. That was an in vitro study. So from that, they pivoted and started using ivermectin in patients. And they started with different kinds of trials. So they started with a phase one or phase two. There was no phase one necessary because ivermectin has been around for decades, first discovered in Japan. And they found that this is almost like a wonder drug. Um, Blindness uh, due to onchocerciasis, it works. So there are several uh, conditions in which ivermectin works. And they did do what's called, you know, observational studies in which they just give ivermectin to patients. And then they saw that it was effective. And then they moved to randomized controlled trials. One of the major ones was a Bangladesh study where they gave um, hydroxychloroquine and Zithromax to one group and ivermectin plus doxycycline to another group. Now comparing both groups, um, the ivermectin group that were truly a, lump, a large number of patients, just a few, about I think 60 to 100 patients. And then they expanded to 500 patients. And they found that in the ivermectin group, 100% cure rate. When I say 100% cure rate, when ivermectin was given to with doxycycline, they found that not only do symptoms resolve in about five to six days, by day 8.9, there was no virus trace by PCR in the ivermectin group, 100% cure rate. In the hydroxychloroquine and Zithromax group, they found that that hydroxychloroquine was effective. It was 96% cure rate, which takes us back. Ivermectin is an antiparasitic agent. It's used in lice. The safety of this drug is so immense causes nausea, you know, can have a little vomiting, diarrhea, dizziness, seizure. Those are things that are recorded, but it's so safe as a drug, given in the doses that it's used, that you can pretty much be sure that the alternative dying or getting hospitalized from COVID, it far exceeds the benefits. In other words, you're better off taking ivermectin with or without doxycycline when you have COVID, you cannot go wrong. It's a cheap drug. The WHO actually gave it, you know, voted it in and it was nominated for the Nobel Prize several years ago. 
And the reason being, a lot of people go blind from onchocerciasis. That's uh, called river blindness in Egypt and surrounding areas. And this drug was instrumental of saving the lives of more than tens of millions of people in poor countries. So it won the Nobel Prize. You know, that's how good this drug is. And there have been over 3.7 billion doses given to people around the world. It's an extremely safe drug. Well, Dr. Caxton O'Pair, yes. you're an expert in this and other aspects of what's happening with the coronavirus um, situation. Uh, can we expect the FDA to grant uh, EUA for ivermectin? The FDA in sequential order depends on big pharma for almost half of its budget. And when you look carefully at this uh, scenario that began to play out since January, no, I don't think they're gonna pretend. See, except this vaccine creates some horrible things in the population, the FDA is gonna pretend like ivermectin does not exist, hoping that the vaccine will provide an effect that's beneficial, which I don't see really how. So I don't expect them. And it's because of greed, because they've been bought pretty much by big pharma. I think 40 to 50% of the FDA's budget comes from the pharmaceutical companies. Um, and so, and the CDC, which sells vaccines, they say about 35% of their income comes from selling vaccines. So between the FDA and the CDC, sandwiched between them is the NIH, which is run by the NIAID, Fauci and his colleagues, they also, they own half of the patent for the Moderna vaccine. So when you put those three into uh, consideration, big pharma on one hand, uh, vaccine sellers and CDC, and Moderna with the NIH, uh, they've made a vaccine. They've obviously invested a lot of money in developing the vaccine, which they should make money, but not at the expense of people dying. So they're not going to allow this ivermectin until the American people go on a rampage wow. and say enough is enough. That's crazy. And so this drug, how, if yes. it was allowed, can be treated? So like basically once you get diagnosed with COVID-19, you expect that they should be given this prescription? Absolutely. Here, uh, there, there are different studies that have been done. And there's a group that I've studied Ivermectin, uh, it's a, a Corey, Pierre Corey and his group, they give us this protocol called the math protocol. And, you know, they've looked at different ways. So there are different ways you can use Ivermectin. You can give it on day one, 200 micrograms per kilogram. Anyway, to cut the numbers short, just say 12 milligrams to a regular adult. 12 milligrams on day one, 12 milligrams on day three. And then you give doxycycline, 100 milligrams twice a day. And some studies said, just give two doses, one on day one, another dose on day three. Some other doctors are using one dose for five days with doxycycline or without doxycycline. Some doctors are using twice a day, the same 12 milligrams, twice a day for five days. And you see, um, the, there's a group that went to present to the Senate, US Senate, and said, look, you guys need to look into ivermectin. You need to use it. You need to sponsor studies. You need to expose the people to this drug. 
and they refused so far. They don't want that drug on the table. And remember when we made a contrast between Tamiflu and um, the influenza vaccine? Because the two can work in tandem. They don't have any problems with it. But I suspect that they know that their vaccine is not going to be anywhere as effective as ivermectin. They're going to pretend like ivermectin doesn't exist. Remember, they tried to kill hydroxychloroquine completely. And they're not going to spend all their energy now trying to kill ivermectin. It will be too obvious. So they're just going to pretend like that drug doesn't exist or that any reputable doctors came to the Senate to present anything to them. That's what they're going to do. Dr. Pear. Yes. Um, any doctor in the United States that has a license can prescribe ivermectin off-label to his patients if he believes that it's effective and safe. Is that not a true statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the question now is, a lot of doctors never took the time to understand this disease. Do I blame them? Partially. At first, when you think about it, the CDC, we reference the, C, we reference the CDC and we reference them whenever there is a categorical situation like we have with COVID. But the CDC has failed completely in giving any information. It's as if they don't even want us to understand this disease. Because like I said in, you know, earlier, if you understand COVID-19, the pathology, how it damages the body, any doctor who went to medical school will be able to treat this disease with all the drugs that are already pr approved for other indications, plus or minus hydroxychloroquine, plus or minus ivermectin. And now that we know that there's supplements that work, we can really handle this disease, but they don't want that disease to be handled. They want why to scare they? everybody to death. So, and so, make so why don't they want that to be handled? I think my, my primary you know, evaluation is that there is a greed component. There is about $4.5 trillion to be made from selling vaccines. And that's a minimum calculation based on my estimates, trying to vaccinate the whole world. You know, some people come up with conspiracy theories. I just see this as greed. When you put greed as Occam's razor, you will see that, yes, greed can be what's driving everything that's going on here. But when you look at greed, people are dying. When people are dying, you've got to say, look, I don't think this is going to work. There'll be too many people dead by the time we make the money that we think we're going to make. We need to stop. I don't think they intend to stop. That's a challenge. Is there anything that our listening um, population can do as a positive step to help us get ivermectin uh, in use on COVID? I think most people should write letters, call their senators. And I think in this realm, even lawyers are not exempt from being affected by COVID losing family members. I think it's not just the healthcare community that should be involved here. Lawyers, senators, everybody that can push and begin to tell the, uh, you know, the government officials, council, whatever it is, to scream at them, to write letters to all the CNN and all these other 
meteor to say, look, you guys are trying to blindside and deceive us. We're not going to take it anymore. You need to let this drug come into the mainstream and allow doctors to ride it. You see, doctors are afraid they might get sued. That's the other part. And when doctors want to write something like ivermectin, and when they go to the NIH website and they see it is not recommended that anything be used for either pre, post, and early treatment, which are three areas where ivermectin is useful. Now, remember, ivermectin is not just useful like hydroxychloroquine at the early phase. Even at the late phases, unlike hydroxychloroquine, which is pretty much useless at the late phases of this disease, ivermectin has been found to be about 40 to 48% effective, even at the late phases. So I think Americans, and when Americans gather together and agree on what to do, nothing can stop them. They need to begin to fight this death. It's a cartel of death being spawned by the FDA, NIH, and CDC. And they must request that these people get fired from their positions and brought to criminal evaluation and probably arrested, in my opinion, because they're causing the deaths of millions of people and everybody around the world looks to America. Some people have stopped looking. I'll give you an illustration. In South Africa, the head of the South African health and products related to pharmaceuticals banned the use of ivermectin. You know, and now there's more there are more clinical trials coming out to show that ivermectin is more effective. So ivermectin is then banned in South Africa. Yet in Belize, in Central America, the whoever is in charge of the medical products there said, we now want our doctors to be bold enough to write ivermectin and we're encouraging them to do so. So why would South Africa ban it and said any doctor that writes that prescription will be arrested and criminally prosecuted? So those are the tentacles of big pharma at work. And we need to have people who are bold enough and doctors who are gonna say, look, the evidence favors me writing this drug for my patient. But we are intimidated in America because we could get sued if something goes wrong at the drop of a hat. So the government has to turn around and start encouraging doctors to write this drug. People, ordinary citizens have to talk to their lawmakers and say, this country is on the verge of collapse because the scientists that we've entrusted with our lives have betrayed us and they need to be brought to justice. Well, Dr. O'Pair, thank you so much for your uh, insight into this problem today. We attempt to bring you truth just below the surface as we have been doing for a long time now. And uh, this ivermectin is a drug that could significantly help the COVID-19 patients, even at late stage. And please share this with as many people as you can. Share my podcast, which is www.freedomfromaddiction.libsyn.com, spelling Libsyn, L-I-B as in boy, S-Y-N. Pass this information as far as you can, because it is crucial that we have as many proven safe drugs to try to stem the, the disease in addition to what they're trying to do with vaccines. So thanks again for being on the program today. Thank you. Um, 
And uh, Neil, thanks for yeah. syndicating this. Absolutely. It's, it's concerns uh, we me. We appreciate it. Uh, Absolutely. When I was going to say it concerns me completely to know that big money is what's driving everything in 2021 and not looking out, out for the health of, of Americans and the world. But so thank you, Dr. Caxton, for providing such great information. And uh, thanks again, Wynn. <laughs>